You're listening to The Q's Podcast, episode 89. Thank you for making The Q's Podcast part of your day. We use this forum to speak with credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. My name is Lisa Hograff, Senior Editor for Q's and our Credit Union Management Magazine. I'm pleased to be your host. Today, we're going to explore the use of charitable donation accounts to support credit union cause marketing with our guests, Bruce Bauer and Nick Coleman. Bruce is an Executive Benefits Specialist with Q-Solutions Platinum Provider, CUNA Mutual Group. Bruce will explain the details of how charitable donation accounts work. Nick is Director of Strategic Partnerships for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. You'll soon see why he's so passionate about what he does. So what is cause marketing exactly? It's when credit unions have wonderful community fundraisers and subsequently make donations to 501c3 organizations for the good of their communities. Cause marketing done well is an excellent way for credit unions to get great public relations and benefit their communities. A good way to extend the benefits of cause marketing even further is for a credit union to fund its contributions to a 501c3 organization with the help of a special investment arrangement called a charitable donation account. This show will explain CDAs in more detail, in part through a case study of credit unions using CDAs to fund a contribution to a very popular credit union industry charity, and that, of course, is Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Notably, the show gets into the increasing importance of charitable donations as part of our current response to, and our eventual recovery from, the coronavirus pandemic. Let's get started. Bruce and Nick, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. So, Nick, let's start with you. Would you tell us a little bit about Children's Miracle Network and its hospitals? Thanks for asking, Lisa. Yeah, the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals partners with 170 children's hospitals across North America to help elevate their fundraising. So we recognize that local children's hospitals do a great job in engaging local businesses and donors. So the value that our organization brings is partnerships with national organizations and businesses. So I'll use an example outside of the credit union industry. Walmart is one of Seaman Hospital's largest partner, largest fundraising partners. So when we partner with a Walmart, uh, when we partner with Walmart, we build a campaign that lasts the same time frame, typically four to six weeks at every single location during the same time frame and the same way by selling Miracle Balloon paper icons to customers at the checkout register. And those funds benefit the children's hospital closest to that Walmart or other partner location. Uh, it's important to note that 100% of funds go directly to the children's hospital. And our organization has been so proud and blessed to, to be able to partner with many organizations. And with those organizations, we have raised over $440 million dollars for children's hospitals just last year alone. In fact, $7 billion total in the last 30 plus years of our organization. And we fundraise in a number of ways, whether it's building partnership, partnerships with businesses. We have a collegiate fundraising program called Dance Marathon, a gaming program called Extra Life, and we have media events like radiothons, etc. So, Nick, tell me a little bit about why you get so passionate about Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. 
I was bought into the mission of CMN Hospitals when I attended Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa. It has a fundraising program called Dance Marathon, uh, where college students work together to fundraise for a local children's hospital. And while participating in it, I got to know many families in the community that have been treated and impacted by University of Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital. One of those families in particular is the Turnus family, and, and Christopher is a, a child I met that has gone through more than anyone I could ever imagine. He spent over a third of his life at the Children's Hospital. One really compelling thing that I, I've learned about Christopher to show his strength and persistence is every, they have a, the hospital has a Beats for Bravery program. Every single time a patient goes through a surgery or has an injection or a hospital ride, they get a little bead that they put on a string. Christopher's bead when he was nine years old was 14 feet long. Oh, goodness. At nine years old, yeah. He, he had had so many surgeries, and still he came out from it as the most kind, generous, outgoing, fun-loving kid I've ever met in my entire life. And for someone to have had the upbringing that he had and the difficulties to be such a, a positive light in the world, and getting to meet so many more kids exactly like Christopher has inspired me to continue to raise funds for kids in a way that I know is meaningful and impactful. Thank you for that. So, Nick, I've heard a lot about Children's Miracle Network hospitals within the credit union industry. Tell me a little bit more about the connection between the credit union industry and CMNH. How did that get started, for example? Yeah, you know, it started over 30 years ago, I want to say. There's a couple different origin stories, but I, I think they're all true. One, for example, is in Portland, Oregon. There was a couple of credit unions, I think even spearheaded by Unitas Credit Union. And this was over 30 years ago that an employee, their family had a child treated at Dornbecker Children's Hospital there in Portland, Oregon. And so Unitas and a couple other credit unions like First Tech got together to host some fundraising events to, to raise funds for that employee's family and others treated at Dornbecker. And what I've also heard is around the same time frame, credit unions in San Antonio were raising funds for their local children's hospital as well. So eventually those two different ideas started spreading across the country and more credit unions started participating and raising funds for children's hospitals. Eventually that led to about, I want to say 24 years ago, CUNA and Children's Miracle Network Hospitals got together and they recognized that this seems to be a uh, kind of a movement that was overtaking the industry and that it'd be helpful to put some structure to the program as well. So they identified and created Credit Unions for Kids to be a recognized charity of choice in the industry. And again, with some of that structure, they had folks come in to manage the program. In fact, a fun fact, Scott Earl, who's the current president and CEO of the Mountain West Credit Union Association, used to have a version of my job managing credit unions for kids even. And so that's kind of the origin story of CU for Kids, and it's certainly grown quite a bit from those founding days about 24 years ago. Indeed, it's so interesting to hear the origin story about this since I've heard so much about it over the years. So today we're going to talk about Children's Miracle Network Hospitals as an example of cause marketing, and we're going to talk about how something called CDAs or charitable donation accounts can help support cause marketing. So, Bruce, we're going to get to the CDA part, but Nick, to, to start off that piece of the conversation, would you talk about what cause marketing is? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a big question with not a specific answer, um, but that's actually one of the things I really love about helping credit unions engage in cause marketing is because you get to be really creative with it. 
I can share high-level cost marketing is really the way an organization directs their marketing efforts and strategies to highlight good that they're doing in their community. Um, so, again, there, there are many ways to do it, but I'll share two quick examples to help provide some context on how other organizations participate. I mentioned Walmart earlier as an example, so I'm going to continue with them, and I have an example from the credit union industry as well. So Walmart and Seaman Hospitals, we partner on a program. It's pretty new called Flat Champions. It's similar to Flat Stanley's if you ever did that as a child. I remember as a school kid getting a take-home a Flat Stanley and sending it to friends and family to take photos and write uh, stories about how the Flat Stanley participated in a friend's or family's life. We definitely so read that book in my house. Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good one. It's a good one. So our, our marketing team, of course, was very creative and, and worked with Walmart on an idea to – uh, translate that into the fundraising world with Sam and Hospital. So we created Flat Champions. It's a laminated paper outline of a local patient child that's treated at the local children's hospitals where that location might be. So the idea is they receive that laminated paper outline, the Flats Champion, and associates take photos of the champion as they are doing different fundraising initiatives for Sam and Hospitals at that Walmart. They then post those photos with the correct hashtag to social media. It's a really fun way to engage employees. It creates very valuable content to share on social media, of course. And ultimately, when folks share the correct hashtag, the national program can even aggregate all the data to showcase the success and impact that the campaign had. So that's a one really cool way outside of the industry. Another one that I love is Highway Credit Union's Hockey Kids for Kids program. So this encourages youth hockey players to use teamwork with leadership skills they practice on the ice to come together and raise funds for kids with disabilities and complex medical needs, raising funds for Gillette Children's Hospitals in in the Minneapolis area. So it's very, it's a great idea. It's it's highway engaging local hockey, youth hockey teams to raise funds, and then they work with both the Minnesota Wild and the Children's Hospital there to promote it to the community in a really fun, creative way. Great stories. So it sounds to me like cause marketing has to do with getting the credit union's name out there or the large company's name out there, along with a cause. So we're talking about highway credit union supporting these kids, but doing fun things in the marketplace. So you're out there, but it's all about the cause. Is that fair? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, cool. So Can you say a little bit more about why cause marketing is a good option for credit unions? Certainly, it seems to be working for Highway. Yeah, it's a great strategy to build affinity with both members and employees. Plus, it showcases to non-members in your community the value that a credit union brings. And that's important for any industry, but especially for credit unions and not-for-profits. And here's the thing. People love doing good. It's like Ben Franklin's effect that folks like being asked to do a favor for someone Many businesses and industries honestly struggle with engaging their memberships and associates to participate in giving, but in reality, those members and the associates love being a part of it. For example, 79% of consumers or members expect the organization they do business with to actively strive to do more to support their local communities. Another one is 74% of people say their job is more fulfilling when they are provided an opportunity to make a positive impact. Those are great statistics, and I think it bears true for credit unions that they love to do good for other people. So, Bruce, I want to bring you into the conversation. I'm sorry for... um, No, this has been great information. Yes, indeed. Nick's been explaining things very well. 
I understand there's a special case here of California credit unions partnering in support of Children's Miracle Network Hospitals to do cause marketing. Will you tell us more about who exactly was involved? Yeah, I had an opportunity to attend the CU for Kids Advisory Committee for Orange County, and uh, it was very interesting to learn the, the workings behind it and, and how we've connected with it and uh, how the credit unions are working together to, to help fund and, and build donations for that CU for Kids. That's wonderful. What exactly was done? I did have the opportunity to, to present information about charitable donation accounts and how they work in credit unions and, and how they can add additional donations with additional revenues from investments that, uh, that credit unions are eligible to do. So it was a good uh, back and forth conversation trying to fit into what they're trying to do, trying to get the credit unions more engaged, have the credit unions take advantage of this opportunity to to, to build their donations for uh, CU for Kids. That's wonderful. So tell me a little bit more about what you explained to them. How could they use charitable donation accounts to support their cause, to support their cause marketing that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, the, the charitable donation account, um, the NCUA allows credit unions to expand their investment opportunities to help charitable givings and credit unions. Credit union can invest up to 5% of their net worth into a wide range of investments, which are permissible with the CDA account. When they do that investment and they, they get earnings from that investment, 51% of those earnings of that total return have to go back into a 501c3 charity. So that's where the CU for Kids falls into place. The remaining 49% of that investment earnings can stay right with the credit union. And we've seen an enormous growth with this opportunity, uh, about 127% growth in the last year of investments into CDAs. And interestingly enough, when I was researching this with, with CUNY Mutual, more than half of the contributions of those earnings from CDAs that we have out there go to CU for Kids. So it's a big player in, in credit unions and, and charities. So if we can find a way to enhance their investment portfolio, um, to to earn some additional dollars through this uh, regulation, it's going to provide additional dollars that the CU for Kids and, and other charitable donations can benefit from. Right. So what credit unions are eligible to set up a CDA? Well, all federal credit unions are eligible, and, and you know some of the states, from a state credit union side of things, states can either have uh, parity with federal law or in some cases, the state, they have to go to their DFI and get approval for that CDA, but, but all the credit unions, one way or another, can get this done for them. It's just a matter of how we get out, how we got to get it approved, whether it's federally, which is automatic, to the state, uh, state rules that we have to apply. Okay. So pretty much any credit union can use a CDA to help support its char- charitable donation work. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, all, all credit unions have a budget set aside for charities. So, um, if we can take a look at that budget and say, all right, you know, here's the amount of dollars that you're, that you're budgeting this year for, for charities. You know, if we can, if we can try and help you with that expense and add additional dollars into investments and get some additional revenue for that investment, we can offset some of those expenses that you have at your bottom line right now. So, um, it's, it's a very common place that credit unions are working with their communities and charities that they have a budgeted item every year for this. Very good. 
So to get a little into the nitty-gritty, what kinds of investments can credit unions use with a CDA? Yeah, the regulation allows credit unions to use, you know, non-permissible investments or formally non-permissible investments. So instead of staying with those permissible investments at the that they're allowed in their normal portfolio, they can go outside that box and go into go into to equities, they could go into a number of different investments that they aren't allowed to do with their credit union portfolio. So what that does is it gives us an opportunity to sit down with their with their leadership and say, you know, what what kind of risk tolerance do you want to take with this investment? And that can be from a very fixed investment that that they know the return over, you know, what it's going to be um, locked in for 12 months or whatever time frame we look at. Or it could be on the more aggressive side saying, well, if we had the opportunity to use with this regulation, we had the, the opportunity to use these other investments. Let's go outside the box a little bit here and, and, and go into, you know, some equity portfolios or some high dividend stocks and get in, uh, or bonds or bank loans or whatever, whatever strategy they want to use from their risk tolerance. It's a, it's a customized plan that they can build themselves. Every credit union, it's, it's not Model A, Model B, or Model C. They can kind of build what they want to build and, uh, from a portfolio standpoint and do, do what they like and what they're comfortable with. It sounds like there's a lot of potential benefit here. The credit union can do some cause marketing and get some positive PR in the community. It can potentially invest. It has more flexibility in its investments might be a better way to say it. And, of course... The charitable organization can benefit if the credit union makes a donation to it. I like that there's so many possible benefits. Bruce, you know, the, the markets have been crazy with this pandemic virus news. Are there any special considerations, things credit union might want to think about, about investments in a CDA right now, considering all of what's been going on? Absolutely. We're in, we're in uh, very unique times with the market right now, and, and we've done a, a great deal of communication with the credit unions that have our CDAs right now and our investments right now with the market volatility that we're, we're witnessing. But, you know, we, we continue to provide them as much information as we can. There's data on previous viral outbreaks that have demonstrated a near-term decline followed by a strong rebound. So, you know, it's it's just a matter of communicating with them, uh, having them understand the risk tolerance of it. A lot of these investments, when you go into equities or uh, if you go into mutual funds, they they fall into a mark to market with the with the credit union. So, you know, we have to make sure we understand the volatility potential of these investments. But we are in a very unique opportunity now, and and hopefully. You know, the uh, things will calm down in, in the near future and we can see the market return back to a normal state and, and we can we can work with investments accordingly. You're making me smile by saying the market in a normal state, but it um, <laughs> certainly has been less than normal lately. Yes. Nick, Times I'm, that a lot of people have never, ever seen, yes. Right. It's just unprecedented. So many things about this current time. Nick, related to the coronavirus, uh, this discussion is making me wonder about what you might see or what you might anticipate for charitable organizations going forward as we move through this current situation and then in the recovery afterward. What do you think uh, charitable groups are going to need? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's hard to tell because things are evolving 
even more often than every day. Every hour we're learning more, it feels like, and nonprofit organizations are having to adapt in new and unique ways. I can speak specifically for CMN hospitals. We're right now aggregating different ways that our 170 children's hospitals are trying to find innovative ways to combat COVID-19. And we're seeing some stuff related to unique ways to test patients and setting up drive-through testing sites to different way that they're treating their patients. Of course, there's challenges with families not being able to, to visit the children patients at the hospitals. And so there are new needs, unlike other times, like even just clothing or normal day-to-day things that a patient might need that they can't get as regularly. So we're, we're working on, on adjusting, but we also recognize that many of our partnerships, uh, the businesses that we partner with, like anyone might, are, are struggling themselves. And so we've taken the position of trying to be a partner to the industry and support our, our businesses as well, credit unions alike. So right now we're just trying to help everyone get through this, this difficult period and understanding that when the time comes, children's hospitals are still going to need the funding to provide advanced, affordable care research equipment. It seems like living out the credit union philosophy of people helping people is always important, and its importance will only be heightened right now and into the summer and fall. So, um, Nick, for credit unions that are interested in getting into this cause marketing, if they're not doing it real intentionally already, are there some things you would advise them to do, some key steps, some strategies they might be able to uh, implement? Yeah, absolutely. Well, There certainly are, and I think it's especially important for the credit union industry to collaborate and work together. We've seen the success of credit unions for kids due to credit unions, local chapter communities, or even leagues, associations, and and nationally as well. It's been the industry working together in a cooperative way, like they've done for so long, to raise funds. And that's, I think, where we'll see a lot of success and kind of similar to the, the new Open Your Eyes uh, consideration campaign that's happening, that unity is, is where you see success and showcasing the full impact of credit union impact, uh, philanthropic impact is important to cause marketing. But there are certainly some places to start, and it's identifying a cause your members and employees care about. What are they passionate about, and what kind of mission should you align with? Find a way your members and employees like to participate in philanthropy. Is it dressing casually? Is it your employees dressing casually for a day? and making a donation? Is it meeting your members on online and mobile banking to provide a donation? There's a lot of different things to do. And then finally, understanding and aggregating the true impact that your giving provides and being able to communicate that in a really clear and concise way. Uh, For example, CMN hospitals, it can be tough because our funds are unrestricted. It goes to the hospital's greatest need. And so how we combat that at showing impact is by sharing stories of patients and the things that they have really valued from the treatment they provide. But if you look at other organizations like Tom's Shoes, when you buy a pair of shoes, Tom donates a pair of shoes. That impact is real and it's very understandable. So it's important to kind of find the way to, to communicate that impact. So choose a cause that's close to the hearts of your members and your staff and then go for it, right? Nailed it. So to summarize all of this, it sounds to me like CDAs are a good idea in normal times and maybe even more important going forward. Bruce, will you speak to the idea that CDAs have lots to offer for credit unions and charitable donations now and into the into the rest of the year? I, I think it's something that the 
the credit unions are are interested in. I think, and I don't know facts behind this, but I'm guessing there's there's more funds coming out of these charities than there is coming in right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. for for the credit unions to be able to step up and deliver a message and deliver a donation to their communities, I think would be unbelievable for them from a branding standpoint and from a you know from something they'd want to do. That sounds wonderful. I really appreciate your time, both of you. Thank you for being on the show. Great to be here. Thanks, Thank Lisa. you, Lisa. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. The Q's podcast continues to grow and develop because of people like you, dedicated credit union professionals who make learning and developing part of your everyday habit. Many thanks to Bruce and Nick for being our guests. You can find CUNA Mutual on the web at C-U-N-A-M-U-T-U-A-L.com. And you can find Children's Miracle Network Hospitals at childrensmiraclenetworkhospitals.org. You can get even more credit union-specific content when you visit cumanagement.com. And I encourage you to do so. It's on-demand, individual, and team professional development at its finest. That's cumanagement.com. This show talked a bit about the way the COVID-19 pandemic impacts every area of credit union operations. You can get updates on Q's events affected by the pandemic at q's.org slash coronavirus hyphen update. On that same page, you can link to Q's content and tools for making it through these uncertain times. Also, if you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development, many of which are available virtually. Visit cues.org slash membership to learn more. Finally, if you want to reach out to us about this show, please email podcast at cues.org. Thanks again for listening today. Cues is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, executives, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Cues can help you realize your potential, visit cues.org today.